Death Before Booze may discuss controversial or sensitive topics and is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. So what? Is so this who episode? are we? Seven? I'm Sam. Oh, I'm I'm Eight? Jen. Nine. And, and this is a hi episode. Jen. So, this is Something. episode whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness! <gasps> Happy Thanksgiving! Okay. It's our Thanksgiving oh, episode. Oh yeah, it's our Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving! We got some Woo! cool stuff. Happy um, gobble 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 gobble. I love Thanksgiving. Other, like this time of year, like Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, it's like yes. all the all. I love it. I love this time of year. So, uh, well, I guess before okay we get started, doing Christmas, but Halloween eh. and Thanksgiving are definitely my jam. I love it. Like this whole candy it. and food. Let's go. I know. Hell yeah. So I guess before we start, any news? Anything we should start with? Oh, big news. Huge news. Stop the presses. We got an update. So we're going to update you from episode one. I would say this is episode blah, and we already have an update, but I don't remember what blah (laughs) number is. I think we're seven. I don't know. (laughs) I think we're seven or eight. It's one or the other. We'll get better. like ten. Anyway. No, we won't. Stop promising we'll get better. It does not get better. (laughs) We keep saying it's going to get better, and it hasn't. So whatever. Anyway, we're going to rewind back to my case from episode one, Connecticut, where I did Tyree Lincoln Smith. And um, it has been brought to my attention that as of the beginning of October or late September, he's actually been released from the Middletown Psychiatric Facility and is now in a halfway house in Woodbury, Connecticut. He huh. It is said that he had good behavior and has been on his meds and everything's great and good. So they're going to start allowing him back into the world so hopefully my fingers are crossed that he will continue to take his meds oh here's your daily reminder then take your meds drink your water and (laughs) please don't eat anyone thank you for coming to my death before booze talk that's that's crazy but i mean at least i i kind of felt 60 years was a little bit long but yeah um, at the same time it's kind of strange because you're like what's stopping him been from... 10 years he's yeah, only been there for 10 years and nobody what's, what's is... gonna make him keep taking his pills i just hope right i just hope this ends okay like i well, hope he again you start i hope he's get good a job. You, you i mean what kind of a job can you get where someone doesn't google you and know immediately that you ate somebody right like am i yeah, but now he's wrong? on his meds can you really no no you're not he wrong ate a person I... <laughs> <laughs> This is that nervous laughter again. Like, this is just... trying to make light of this, but, like, what kind of company is going to go, no problem? (laughs) You have a criminal history? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, imagine... Oh, yeah. Imagine if he got, like, a job in an office, and they're like, okay, we'll hire you, but you can't go in the kitchen. Just stay Ah! out of there. (laughs) Stay out of the kitchen. No hatchets. No sharp objects. Just Um, stay in your office all day. Like, Yeah, we'll bring... We'll bring you uh, McDonald's 
to your office, you don't don't even worry about coming don't out go to common anywhere. areas. Don't Maybe he'll start a anybody. podcast about, you know, basic bitches who make bad comments about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, but it's... <sighs> It's you know what? Maybe funny. he should go the podcast route because, like, oh my God. create your own hours, do what you want. We should I, have I mean, him on our podcast. We honestly, and then if he starts to hear voices again, we can always be like, <laughs> like coming to Patreon. You, in like, December. what do you see? What do you hear? No. What's what's going on? Zeus, tell you Zeus what? doing? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I just like when I go back and edit these episodes, I like listen back to all the things that we said and I'm like, oh that's right, we did say that and I fuck. And it makes me laugh all over again. I love Wait, it. let's okay, so we're gonna let everybody into the little background of our podcast. We're we're kind of ahead. When we started the podcast we wanted to release release in October, but then we also knew that the holidays were coming. Jen's getting a new job. So there's like a lot going on behind the scenes. So we're, we're trying to get a little bit ahead. So our first episode is actually just released this week as we're recording mm-hmm. this episode. So, you know, I listened back. <laughs> and first off, thank you for sticking with us as long as you have, because yeah. that first episode is a little rough with our um, with our sound. It sounds very choppy. But other than that, like, there is so... I got so... better. I got better at editing. I honestly don't think it was you. I really think it was, like, the volume from the microphones and us talking too loud or huh. just, like, not having it correctly. Because, you know, microphones cut out if you talk too loud into them. But I think it was a little bit of that. I think it was a little bit of our internet. All right. So this is our Thanksgiving episode, yeah. which means everything or everything happened or has some sort of connection to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And Jen, I think you go first yeah. this week because I wrote second on my notes. Okay. So I, I am so ready for this story. What are we learning okay. about today? So when we talk about Thanksgiving, we always joke about it's the time when the settlers came over and we had a wonderful Thanksgiving all together and everybody was super happy and um, we didn't push Native Americans further out and, you know, totally do that. So I went with a Native American folklore legend, okay. the Wendigo. Oh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh. So we're talking about the Wendigo today. Yeah. Okay, how far so, are we from Appalachia right now? From the Appalachian? We're kind of, um, do they come up this know. far? Or they they stop in Jersey, right? The Wendigos? No, they're, it originated in like the Great Lakes in Canada. Okay. So. Oh, God, that means they're definitely around us. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we don't have any. We don't have any crazy mountainous areas where we're gonna get snowed in and be snowed in for weeks and have to eat people. So it's fine. It's cool. It's not like the Donner Party, which okay. we'll do because <laughs> crazy. Because the Donner Party is crazy. Oh my god. We, I feel like there's a theme. Like we always get the cannibals in here somewhere. <laughs> like it's just a theme. <laughs> But I actually went with the Wendigo because uh, when I taught American literature to my sophomores, we do a Native American mythology unit. And I always I always throw in folklore and creature myths. So I always do something crazy. And I did the Wendigo because it's something that they have heard of. It's in a lot of different movies. Um, We watched Antlers. I think it was a 
2019 movie um, based on the Wendigo. There's a couple of video games that have the Wendigo as a, a boss creature. Um, so, really? Yeah. So I thought it was kind of cool. And to check it out because sometimes the legends are, run a little bit differently. So I'm going to start first with where it originated from. It originates from um, the plains in the Great Lake areas. And psychiatrists consider it a form of psychosis. So it's known as Wendigo psychosis. And the symptoms include intense craving of human flesh and fear of becoming nope. a cannibal. So that's a psychosis. So I want it, but I'm scared of it. Yeah, that's it. It kind of sounds weird. like rabies. Like I'm thirsty, but I'm afraid of water. Oh <laughs> <laughs> rabies is freaking. Oh my god, that's another day. But <laughs> so, so in some nation communities, depending, it said it, other symptoms include insatiable greed. So the idea of wanting so much and not being just satisfied with what you have. So it originated in um, Canada around the Great Lakes, at the time when settlers were taking over different territories. So they continued to come after, again, the Native American tribes, continuing to push them out, um, taking more and more land. Or when um, the tribes and settlers were stranded during the winter months, because again, crops don't really grow, so you're kind of stranded in the the bad weather. Um, So they're stranded in the winter when crops weren't really growing and it turned into isolation. So... Um, took a quote from one of the articles, quote, people who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them as edible. And I just thought, an edible arrangement. <laughs> oh, my God. I went to an edible complex, like, you know, where he <laughs> fucked his mom. But you took it to <laughs> a whole new place. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Just fingers. You could have pineapple. You could have an ear. You could add an eyeball in there. How about a hand, right? Chocolate covered? Oh, my God. Make sure that there's no tattoos, because who was it who said tattoos taste like shit? What? Dahmer. Dahmer said it. Of course it was Dahmer. Dahmer said it. But, yeah, no, Cora.com says there's no scientific evidence that people with tattoos taste bad. However, some people believe, may believe this to be the case because they've heard this rumor from others. There's no factual basis for the rumor. So does this mean like some scientist somewhere <laughs> like had a barbecue and took like, you know, a tattooed leg oh, and a not oh. tattooed leg and, you know, blind taste t- tested like, OK, please keep going because I'm getting too far down the rabbit hole. Ugh, I don't like it. So I don't like it. So we'll talk about the creature. So. Often, it's a malevolent spirit depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics. It's meant to invoke feelings of insatiable greed and hunger and is a desire to cannibalize other humans. And it tends to lead the person to commit murder because, of course, they want to eat other people. So there it is. Um, I don't like any of that. No. So I have... I sent pictures and i put a bunch of different types because depending on the lore and depending on which folklore you you listen to it depends on what it looks like but they all kind of collectively have this physical appearance are you trying to say different tribes have different yeah i'm different tribes of native americans have no, no, I'm well, trying to make sure I understand. That's all. Like, is that yeah, what you're trying no, to say? Or is it like... Because okay. you know how, like, different... How, like, a folklore story can it changes depending on the area? 
Well, like so take Bigfoot because like, you got Bigfoot, yeah, you got exactly. Sasquatch, you got the Yeti, you got they're exactly. all Bigfoot. They're just all different all flavors different. of it. Okay. Yeah. And so in this case, depending because some people say it's got antlers, but collectively, when I looked at a Wendigo and what it looks physical description wise, this is common with all of the lore. So cool. Um, it is a giant humanoid. It is gaunt to the point of emaciation. 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 I don't like it. How is um, he emaciated? He's eating all these fucking humans. It's it he's got all the edible human arrangements. I <laughs> doesn't ever get full. So its skin like is pulled so tight over the bones, and the bones are pushing out. So you can see the rib cage, but the skin is like so tight over it because it's like it's almost like doesn't fit type of thing. No, um, it's got an ashy gray no. complexion, eyes that are no. glowing Tanner. and yellow, and it's pushed deep into. It, is it just but a zombie? He just sounds dead. It kind, but and it's like one of those like Halloween decorations where like it's got the little like glowy eyes, but the eye sockets are huge. Like that's kind of what you think of. Um, its lips are tattered and bloody always. It has a heart of ice, but in order to defeat it. You have to get rid of the heart, but the heart is made of like it's ice. So you have to like, you know, heat it up and so. Oh, um, and it's warm hugs. It's like <laughs> Anna from Frozen. He just needs warm hugs. I mean, maybe some people are worth melting for Jennifer. <laughs> I I mean, if you look at it online, you're going to be like, I don't want to hug that thing. So. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. A lot of the the folklore that I've looked at have said it has antlers, but it's not like in all of them. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of weird. And it has a strong odor of decay, which makes sense. So because it's a dead fucking body. Got yes. it. Yes. And according to some lore, once it eats a person, it grows depending on the proportion size. So if it eats like two people, it gets bigger. Um, in you know to kind of yeah it's gross right it's just it's i was i'm like i hate Bleh. i hate it i don't um, like that no it you. is the typical embodiment of gluttony and greed and excess because it is never satisfied it constantly is hungry even though it always seems to eat people it's just constantly searching for more victims that which is why it's so thin like it looks like ugh. <laughs> Halloween decoration is what it looks like. Um, the crazy thing about it is that it doesn't lose its powers of cognition and speech. So because, again, some versions, it's a human that's um, overpowered by these feelings of, again, gluttony and greed and always wanting more. So the human transforms into this Wendigo. So it holds on to the communication and sometimes it's able to communicate with its victims, which is terrifying. Sometimes it's created when humans resort to cannibalism. So again, like in, in tough situations and you have to eat Jimmy, like, you know, like you become a Wendigo the because of party. that. Oh my God, that's the... <laughs> um, or it's also said that people can transform into a Wendigo if they are around a Wendigo for too long, which I don't know why you'd want to hang around with one for a I long time. I was going to say, that's not what I'm going to be so, doing Friday. Right. It's, it's 
um, it's, it's skills because there was a section on skills that it has. So here we go. It's skills. stealth is a skill because obviously okay. you can sneak up. Ninja. It's got ninja it's skills. Near perfect hunter, and it knows and is able to adapt to its territory very well, so that it uses the territory against its victims. Okay. And some it. people have said that it's has dark magic where it can control the weather. So it makes it even easier for them to kind of like create a snowstorm. I don't really buy the dark magic part. I mean, I it's terrifying like it. enough. I don't want the fact that it can control if it rains or not. But the creature no. is cursed to wander the land eternally seeking to fulfill their never satisfied need for flesh. Ugh. So it just continues. Now, again, the if you are or if someone is suspected to be transforming or going to transform into a Wendigo, usually it's they have a poor appetite, nausea, vomiting. So, you know, WebMD. So you could be pregnant and, and right. people so just think Web you're MD, a Wendigo. When you're like, oh, I have a headache. Oh, you're a Wendigo. <laughs> you're a Wendigo. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you're a Wendigo. Good. I gagged. Um, you're a Wendigo. Yeah. You're, so oh um, I guess I it was like one it. of those things where in like the different um, Native American tribes, it was like, these are the symptoms of it. Now, again, this is folklore. So like sometimes it's just kind of like creepy stories that they tell their children to be like, don't be greedy and don't, you know, take more than you need because it's a great lesson to learn. So don't become a freaking monster because, you know. It's also a but, great one. Don't fuck around in the woods. Yeah. Like, like don't I go mean, out there because they're out there. Nothing good happens in no. in a dark woods anyway. But Especially when they're making it dark because they control the weather. Apparently. I hate um, that. So the only cure, because apparently there's a cure. So if you do turn this into a window, okay. there's a cure. It's Ready. traditional native healers were able to use their healing techniques to help and reverse it. However, if it failed because either they were too far gone or it just failed in particular and the possessed person began to threaten other people and threaten to eat people, then they just had to be executed. There was no saving them. So if it was too far gone, it was just not coming back. So you can kill this thing, though. Do I need like a silver bullet, yes. stake to the heart, just burn no. it? Oh, because you said I need to melt his heart. So just yeah. hug him. Yeah. Who was it who gives the warmest hugs? A warm hug. That's from a movie. Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're thinking of, and I can't. Oh, it's the Santa Claus three where she where she warms Jack Frost's heart. Yes. Okay. yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Here's your Christmas movie, folks. <laughs> in the the tale in the the YouTube video, it's the story is of a hero who goes out and he defeats a Wendigo family in order to destroy them. They, again, decapitate them, throw their hearts on the fire, and then uh, the fire has Barbecue. to warm warm the hearts and then destroy them. And that's how to do it. Although I think okay. that you can execute them because they're no normal. Basically, they have similar tendencies to human. It's just that they turn into a, a terrifying looking monster. That So there is a documented case <laughs> that I'd like to share. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Some wait. Some professional out there wrote down Wendigo psychosis and said, "Yeah, this guy ate somebody this guy and ate somebody fucked. because of." <laughs> and then they let him out ten years later and put him in Woodbury. No. Is that? <gasps> Holy shit! There's a Wendigo in Connecticut. 
It's not like Tyree the cannibal. That's not how it works because Tyree hasn't eaten anyone else, we think. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, So the documented case was in 1878 in Alberta, Canada. Oh, his name okay yeah right no well again a lot of the a lot of the people who say they've again quote unquote seen wendigos or they you know where they originated from it's usually canada or like northern yeah so in the winter of 1878 a trapper by the name of swift runner so again native american i think that's an awesome first of all swift runner and like uh, i love the freaking nike who i'm, I'm just saying i love Imagine it if your if your kick said swift runner on it i'd be like yeah bitch i'm cool i'd be like that's awesome i want a name like swift runner holy shit so he and his family during the winter it was a really bad winter and his family was starving or the area again had a lot of difficulties because of the snow his eldest son ended up dying from starvation oh, no. um swift runner ended up succumbing to the wendigo psychosis so no. meanwhile Okay, there was a emergency supply place in the Hudson Bay Company 25 miles away from them where if he had just gone there, he could have got extra supplies because it wasn't just that him, his family, it was that area. They were really hit hard with the snow. So they're like, come over, we'll give you supplies because everything's running short. Well, Swift Runner didn't even bother. He just went and killed and consumed his entire family. Okay. And then he confessed to it and was executed because it's what you do. But he didn't seem to transform into the creature. He just kind of like ate them and was like, yeah, it was me. And then they're like, okay, well, well, now you have you're overcome by the Wendigo's um, psychosis. Did they burn his heart? See that? I don't know. But I do. It's just weird because in this particular quote unquote documented case, he didn't transform into a creature. He just ate people and had that overwhelming urge to eat people. And then he was like, yeah, I did it. And then just. Maybe it was just too fast. Maybe it takes like, you know, a week. It could. I I guess so. Again, the movie Antlers wasn't wasn't a bad movie, um, but it slowly goes in. Dad was um, overcome with it and he slowly becomes a creature. The son was overcome with it. And he actually very slowly because he's not eating flesh like his father is so he's slowly slowly becoming a crazy creature too which is bleh. i hate so, it i don't want to so, watch that now watch for it. today okay, um today. it has been documented or again not we'll say whatever um that the windigo creature is still reported to be seen in northern ontario and some people believe the creature roams the woods of northern minnesota and canada so so apparently that. there's creatures, but then there's humans that don't turn into a creature quite yet. It's it's confusing, um, but they do have human-like characteristics. So, and Okay, next... I'm going to chill here with the Pukwudgies and the melon heads and be good. <laughs> and that's the wind go. <laughs> wind go. What a, what a win. Way to wind. go. <laughs> wind to go, Jen. Wind to go. Wind to go, wind go fever. <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt. I'm going to put Wendigo Fever. Yes. As- <laughs> With antlers. With antlers? Just put, oh my yes. God. Put antlers and then like a circle around it. Uh, new merch coming soon. Oh Check out our God. website. Yeah, that's perfect. Wendigo Fever. I would yeah. wear that. I'd rock it. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> 
Oh, that was really good. Oh, I I literally like have chills right now. Like I keep moving around because I can't like stop. Like all I'm thinking about is like I going don't, outside and I don't seeing like a crazy it. creature with glowing eyes. That's like, Bleh, what are you thinking? Yeah, that, don't don't look in the woods. Just give it an edible arrangement and it'll be fine. <laughs> just a finger. Oh, all man. right. So back to Thanksgiving. I am doing the case. Paul Michael Murhig. Murhig? Hig? H-I-G-E. Murhig. We hate him, so I don't really Okay, yeah, so we don't really give a shit. His name no, is we don't like him. We hate him. I'm call him dickhead for all I care. So, Paul, born in 1974, graduated third in his class from Gulliver Prep High School in Miami. He played soccer, football, and baseball. Yes, I am padding my case. Do something about it. Uh, he was driven handsome not so much mature well liked possibly even considered popular he went to the university of miami for college he lived in jupiter florida at the time parents supported him financially once he like you know got out of doing whatever he didn't really finish college he kind of got to high school and he peaked he tried college didn't really work for him um he kind of started to become more of a recluse. He was more in his own mind. He wasn't really outgoing anymore. I don't really think he was ever handsome, but somebody said he was, it wasn't me. He was on the outskirts of his family even, like very rarely going to family gathering or events, really didn't keep up with anybody, nothing like that. At one point, he actually attempted suicide. Uh, court documents showed that Paul and his siblings had a very troubled history, again, starting late high school into college. Paul actually sought protection from law enforcement after he accused his sister. He had twin sisters, one of his sisters, of trying to kill him. So he tried to get like a restraining order against him because she allegedly tried to kill him. Yeah, everything was dropped a few weeks later. Then uh, a year or two after that, one of the twins, Carla requested a restraining order from her brother saying that he kept threatening to kill her and himself. So, again, another one a few weeks later, they kind of withdrew it and everything went back to normal. They went to family therapy. The twin sisters said um, they used to get along with their brother so well um, their f- until his first, like, real bout of depression when he was 19. So, it, it seems like depression, if you don't have it when you're young, it kind of starts to hit at the, like, tail end of puberty. Paul had been described by the family and police uh, that the breakdown never ended. Since high school, he became a troubled man suffering from insomnia, obesity, a receding hairline, and OCD. And I just want to say, people with OCD, we don't all um, do bad things like this guy does. Thank you for coming to my death before booze talk. Well, that's um, also like people with depression thing of re- don't always go bad. Like people with depression don't always do stuff like yeah. that either. So it's, you know, it's... I just know his OCD is mentioned in this a couple of times, or at least in all now, my research, it was mentioned a couple of times. And I'm like, I'm not going around killing people, so it's fine. Did he have, like, a like a tough, like, parenting situation? Or was this just kind of, like, when he turned 19, it just sort of, like, hit him? Yeah. Like, okay. 19, he had his first real bout of depression, didn't really know how to handle it. And it seems like, you know, the rest of his family was your normal quintessential family and they didn't know how to handle it. So and he just kind of s- turned into, you know, the the black sheep troubled kid of the family. Okay, they didn't yeah. really know how to support him. So then, yeah, the OCD repeated it, repeatedly bathing and shaving, skipping his meds, struggling to make decisions and unable to hold a job. 
Cool. Okay. So now we're at November 26, 2009 on Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. Yay. So n- now most of my notes are from the viewpoint of Jim Sitton. Sitton. S-I-T-T-O-N. Sitton. Um, he is a cousin-in-law to Paul. Okay. Okay. So Jim didn't know who invited Paul. He didn't invite Paul. He just got got invited to his house because they were hosting <laughs> Thanksgiving. I love when that happens. Isn't that your favorite? You're hosting a party and somebody's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is coming. It's like, great. Fuck. Cool. Um, at that point, he'd only met Paul twice and his his wife or Paul's cousin Muriel hadn't seen him in over a decade. So how did he get the invite? We don't know. I'm going to go with it was like his parents, his mom or dad invited him because they were, they like, were going. Hey, you know what? You should really go and see family. Yeah, you should come with us. Freaking weirdo. Yeah. That's Stop being know. alone. Family's best for you. All those fun I things. I guess, but again, talk to somebody about it. If you haven't seen somebody in 10 years, Give somebody and they show a up at heads your house. Up. Like, Jim didn't know that Paul was coming. Neither did Muriel until M- Muriel overheard Paul's dad, her uncle, confirm directions and her address via the phone. Oh, okay. So, so, like, his parents were already there at the party for Thanksgiving, hanging out, eating his little appies, doing the whole thing. And then he's on the phone telling Paul, yeah, hey, the address is one, two, three. Get the fuck over here. Dinner's in 10. Like, how rude. It Again, I understand family and, like, again, coming from an Italian family, you know, what's you're always one like, more? yeah, sure. Like, what's what, one yeah. more? But if you haven't seen nice. somebody in 10 years and they exactly. just are like waltzing in your life again like it's just strange it's just a strange like dad should have been a little bit more uh, like hey is this okay like or hey by the way he's coming yeah so and so's around uh can we bring him not that big a deal so paul arrives at his cousin's jupiter home to enjoy thanksgiving holiday festivities with 15 relatives including his mom carol his dad michael his twin sisters lisa and Carla. So Lisa was married and pregnant to her husband, Patrick. Ramondi, who's his aunt, she's 76. The uncle, Ramondi's um, husband. Then you have Jim Sitton, Muriel Sitton, the cousins. Michaela Sitton, who is their daughter, six years old. Um, another cousin, Clifford Gibara, who's 52. Lots of names here. And name. those are... Yeah, there's lots of names. There were more people there, but those are the ones that kind of get mentioned later on. So we'll go Um. from there. After arriving, Paul was super happy, jovial. He was singing along with Michaela at the piano, playing with her, doing all sorts of things, coloring, keeping her occupied, really was like into it. That's cute. But then dinner came and Paul just sat there quietly and ate nothing. Just sat at the table. There were no arguments. There was nothing said. Everybody was having a great time. He was just kind of sitting there quietly, though. And he didn't eat anything. Had a bare plate. After dinner was finished, so this is three hours after Paul arrived, he left. So now I've seen that he physically left the property, like got in his car and drove away, or that he just went out to his car. But either way, he returned with a gun. Within minutes of walking in the house, shots rang. He shot at family members, friends, whoever he could at point blank range. 
He had this whole thing pre-planned. His goal was to shoot his sisters and punish his parents, too. This is from, that's what Stanton said. You don't know the exact order of being shot and who died. But Lisa Knight, so twin sister, number one, who was pregnant, was shot. Her husband, Patrick, was shot in the stomach. He survived but needed to be placed in a medically induced coma for over three months. Jesus. Carla, the other twin sister, was shot and killed. Uh, Ramondi Joseph, the aunt, 76, was shot in the shoulder and chest and killed. Clifford Gabara was grazed by a bullet. Then he went to shoot the uncle, so Ramondi's husband, but the gun jammed twice. So uncle lived, but like... By the grace of God, basically. Right. Yeah, yeah. So as all of this is going on and just everybody's running or trying to get somewhere, calling 911, some people, like, escaped the house and ran to the neighbor next door and called 911. So while all this is going on, Paul walked into Michaela's room, the little oh, girl, no. the six-year-old. No, 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 no. They had just put her to bed. It was, I guess, later in the day they put her to bed. So she was asleep. And in her bed, he shot her three times, once in the back, once in the hip, and once in the head. He walked in, shot her, left the room, and then came back and shot two more times to make sure. What the fuck? What fuck a dick. This guy. I told you we fucking hate fuck him. Fuck this guy. I fuck hate him. him. But hate I mean, him. this is just complete. Like, this this isn't just depression. This is something else because you were just singing and having fun with your little cousin, and then you're going to fucking go. Like, ugh, I'm. Uh, fuck him. I hate him. <laughs> I fucking if you notice like I'm trying like I'm definitely like reading this more because this one hit me hard especially with the little girl like I was just like like I couldn't like I did the case and was like this fucking sucks yeah it's fucking (laughs) like terrible but it's one of those I've never heard anywhere like I've never heard of this one like have you ever heard of this one I think on a, a podcast like a while ago they mentioned okay. and they did a little it was like a Thanksgiving type of thing like we're doing oh like we're doing yeah so I think I might have it's just like what the like what the hell like was the cousin even part of it was there a motive was there anything okay that kind of sort of but I will get to it so of the events Jim Sitton says he tried to snuff out the light he came into a baby's room he saw her innocence and he walked in and purposefully killed her. Okay. As the massacre was happening, a family member recalled hearing Paul exclaim, I've waited 20 years to do this. What the f- mm. I hate him. I hate him. Uh, family members who had escaped went banging on neighbors' doors. They were begging for help and the neighbor called 911. We know the suspect, quote unquote, We know the suspect had an ongoing resentment towards family members and at some point in the evening left the residence for a short period of time, then returned and started shooting without warning. So it's police sergeant Scott Pascarella in an interview with ABC News. U.S. Marshals were called in to assist Florida State Police in the manhunt to find Paul. So after the shooting, Paul jumped in his car. Uh, It was a blue Toyota Camry, 2007 blue Toyota Camry, and drove, just went to the Keys drove down to the Florida Keys where it was believed he planned to commit suicide, to complete suicide. Um, He didn't because Paul was found five weeks later, so he couldn't even finish the job. 
bitches. Because he's an asshole because he wasn't planning Dick. to ever take his own life. What a Dick. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. Paul was found five weeks later on January 2nd, 2010, in a motel on Long Key. He was turned in by the family who owns the Edgewater Resort. Pifaf family. I'm so sorry. I'm really bad with names today. Um, and they recognized him from the news. So he had tried to disguise himself. And oh my God, go on the website and look at this motherfucker. He is ugly and stupid. Ugly and stupid. <laughs> ugly fucking stupid motherfucker. I hate him. I hate him. He tried to disguise himself by shaving his head and growing a beard. Oh, he also switched his car tags to try and cover up, like, the vehicle that he was trying to escape in. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course he did. Yeah. Why would we, why would we do that? So this that is like why the one you smart thing he did. This is why you can't plead, because I'm, I'm pretty sure chances are likely they probably tried to plead insanity. But no, because he freaking knew you enough. You planned this. And then you he knew said enough. he planned it. I planned it. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do this for 20 years. And he had an issue with his sisters. Like, he turned 19, and from then on, like, it was like he just resented his twin sisters. Don't know why, don't know how. So, really, the police think that this was, like, at them. He wanted to kill the sisters and then just take out anybody else that he could because he could. I hate him. Yeah. Did you hear me? I hate him. (laughs) We fucking hate him. He is a dick. Oh, he was kept in the Palm Beach County Jail while awaiting trial. January 28, 2010, it is reported that prosecutors decided to seek the death penalty by lethal injection. Paul immediately accepted a plea deal. He's like, "Mm, of course, I can kill people, but you can't kill me. I hate him. I hate him. Okay, Paul immediately accepted a plea deal that would spare him his death sentence. He did plead guilty to murder and attempted murder charges in exchange for seven life sentences. As part of the agreement, he also agreed to waive any opportunities to appeal. So we don't even have to deal, like, taxpayers don't have to deal with this bullshit of him being like, fuck this, I I changed my mind. Okay, after his plea agreement, prosecutors released Paul's medical records. They showed... He had told a therapist in 98 that he felt his family was obligated to take care of him and he thought he deserved to move back in with his parents because he believed that his family needed to suffer with him. A what? So because I'm a miserable fuck, everybody needs everybody to be a miserable has to be. fuck. Oh, come on. Did you know I hate him? I <laughs> Like I just that doesn't make any Mm, doesn't make any sense. In 99, he tried to kill himself with a gunshot wound to the chest that grazed one of his lungs. He won- He attempted suicide again in 2005 by sw- swallowing nicotropic pills left in his medicine cabinet. So that had to be a good time. Oof. I mean, you're either really high, really low, or really hard in between. <laughs> Oof. Could you imagine just being, like, so intensely blah that you don't know what to do with yourself? No. I like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. So after all of the madness had calmed down, two lawsuits were filed against Paul's parents, Michael and Carol. One was filed by Patrick Knight, who was the brother-in-law to Paul. Um, for the death of his wife and unborn child. And the other was by the cousins. So Muriel and 
Jim, Tim. Yeah. Shit, I suck See, at this. The thing is, like, Jim. I understand wanting to get some kind of justice like that, but like, it's not their fault that he chose to be a dickwad. Like, he's a dickhole. But like, and mom and dad, I get the cousins being like, well, if you hadn't have brought him here, this wouldn't have happened. But when it comes to the sister and him shooting her, I don't, I can't, you can't blame the parent for that because they didn't know he was going to. I, I don't well, know. I, I get they it. Are, but... They are saying, or they were saying, the parents knew that their son was dangerous. Like, they knew that he had weapons. They knew that over the years he had threatened to kill his sisters. They knew he was a little unhinged. I mean, he lived with them. They paid for everything for him. They were his support day in and day out. So, so okay, I, so it's their fault that he didn't their, get help or, okay. It's their fault okay. that he didn't get help, that he right. wasn't. And also, like you said, he was there because he, they invited him. They invited him, yeah. Yeah, and, that's... and I, the sister and the mom were like off to the side as the dad was talking to Paul on the phone to like ensure that he knew how to get there. And they're like, you invited him or like he's coming, something to that effect. And she's like, yeah, I just hope he doesn't cause a scene or kill anybody. Like, and it was kind of one oh. of those offhand comments, like, you know. Yeah, but meaning to be like a just a, oh, okay. But yeah, like what kind of, <clears throat> he, what mood are we getting him in today? Is he going to be like this or is he going to be like this? It was but a very this is, offhanded this is comment. Why, this yeah. is why you should be like, you know what, maybe we don't invite Maybe him. he doesn't need to come. He maybe he goes yeah. to a psych ward instead. Exactly. So that's more where the lawsuits are coming from you know there's a lot going into this both parties maintain the notion that the parents knew that their son was dangerous and failed to protect their relatives during the thanksgiving get together from him the quote is from from that guy jim mm -hmm. if someone brought a rattlesnake or a pit bull into your home without your permission and that pit bull started attacking and killing people wouldn't you hold that person responsible that's yeah, what this yeah. is. We're seeking justice with pitbull, every though? means at our disposal. Because it's the low-hanging fruit. People suck. And they really do. I'm I listen, don't even get me started on that soapbox. Do not. Yeah. <laughs> but I get what we love saying. all animals. People suck. Anyway, judge I mean... <laughs> Yeah. So, last little bit. I told you this was a quick story. Judge Menu Sasser ruled that no Florida courts have held parents responsible for actions of their adult children, and both suits were tossed. So, as of right now, Paul is still in jail, hopefully to rot and die and never to be seen again walking free in the world with the rest of us normal humans. Thank here's, you for coming. Here, here's the thing, okay? I understand what the guy is saying. If it was your pet... And, yeah. you know, you bring some, but pets are different because they don't have the self-awareness that humans do. There's no this reason. This guy There's is no an asshole. Okay. Yeah. He already said, and I get it being parents, like you need to fucking like this. I would feel terrible if it were my son. I'd be like, holy fuck. Would that would be I try the last to... Thanksgiving I went to. I'm gonna oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I would never. I mean, I'm sure I'm never getting another invitation to Thanksgiving. However... Right. I, I don't I get, think I would I just, show up anyway. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like it's like a, a fine line because there are so many things like, again, the kids who um, commit these school shootings and the parents that are like, well, you fucking knew. And they can't control every exactly. second, you know? And so I feel, I get what the judge is saying. 
I understand what the family is wanting, but I just feel like that's a fine line. But he, hopefully he fucking like somebody fucking shanks him in jail because he's an asshole. Hey, oh, my God. We hate him. Uh, we hate him. We hate Ugh. him. I like how we have that. Our, our like collective we hate him every hate episode. Him. <laughs> yeah, we find the one. Yeah unfortunately wouldn't but, it be fun yeah. if like every month we found an asshole of the month and we like awarded it to them you douchebag of the of the day douche <laughs> douche of the month oh my god murder of the month there's no, too many like, like yeah there's that's too the many. problem and that's the thing like like animals you can't it, it's not they're not self-aware but humans are so he knew fucking he knew what he was doing he left the house came back exactly and just, so you sat there and you played with that little girl the whole fuck time. Yeah. And then what? You thought Ugh. while everybody was eating and you're like, I'm not going to eat dinner. You thought to yourself, I'm going to fucking shoot her later. Like, come on. I know what happened. Right? I know what happened. Okay. He, he was like pissed. Dinner. He didn't like dinner because <laughs> it was turkey and not human. He had oh aspirations of becoming a Wendigo <laughs> and they ruined his plan of his transformation. Oh. This is what I've learned from this episode. Don't eat people. I feel like nope. we've learned that a few times so far. Don't yes. eat people and don't murder your family for bullshit reasons. How about don't murder your family at all? Don't murder anybody. Keep your hands to yourself <laughs> unless given explicit permission by another person. Keep, I'm going to tell you what my husband tells me. Hands in your pockets. <laughs> hands in your pockets. Don't. Whenever we go to a historic place, he goes, Sam, hands in your pockets. So just live by that. I hate it. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> happy Turkey Day. What's your favorite part of Turkey Day? What's your favorite thing to eat? I think mine is stuffing. My dad's stuffing's amazing. Oh my god, stuffing's amazing. I I yeah. just like I don't know. I love like Thanksgiving turkey dinner. Like I just, in general like the mashed potatoes. I and beg oh my god, all I year that. round. Like right around yeah. summertime, yeah. I start with Ken. I'm like, can we have turkey? Can we make a turkey? Yeah, can we? Let's make do turkey? Thanksgiving in June. Like whatever my birthday comes. I think that's what I'll do next year for my birthday. Next year we'll do yeah. Thanksgiving dinner for my birthday, and I'll make Ken deep fry a turkey. I love that. That's great. Like, they, my mom used to do that for me. She would be like, I know that Jen likes Thanksgiving, so we would just, they just do Thanksgiving dinner type of thing for birthday. And I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I think I might do that next year. It's what just nice. Idea. It's just and wonderful. And then it's my nice. mom makes corn casserole. Ooh. Yeah. It's, like, amazing. And I really want it right now. So I'm very excited for that. You make probably the green bean casserole it. really good. Like, I've oh, had your wait. green bean casserole. That's Ken good. makes the green bean casserole oh, really good. Well, Can I tell you, I had no idea how to make it until I joined this family. And then it still I don't took know, me like two either. years to figure it out. It's literally, okay, green beans from a can. Mm-hmm. Drain them. Put them in a thing. And then you get the cream of mushroom soup or cream of chicken. Oh, okay. I use cream of mushroom. And then you put, I usually put two cans of that, two cans of beans, two cans of cream of mushroom. Um, and then I'll put like a can to two cans of milk to like thin it all out. Yeah. And then you bake it and then you put on, oh no, oh. you put on the little onion things. Yeah. Like the Funyun onions. Ooh, I love those. And then you cook it until it bubbles and then you eat it. I don't even eat oh. it because I don't like green beans out of a can. Oh. I, I mean, my it's husband really good. won't eat them any other way. 
He <laughs> likes them cooked to shit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. But that's oh, Thanksgiving. That I hope yeah. you have a very fantastic day with your families and whatever you cook comes out amazing. Yeah. And we'll be really, really um, corny right now and say we're so thankful for our listeners and that thankful. you're taking this journey with us. <laughs> Yeah, this thank is exciting. You. We've been like super happy thank and super excited. You. So thank you for thank supporting you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where's that song? There's I, a song like that. Yeah, it's a 90s song. I was remember yeah. it was always on the damn radio. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. All right, we have to end this, or we're just going to keep singing thank you to everybody. I know, right? They're going to be like, please. Wait, hold on. Thanks so much for listening today. (laughs) That's the first thing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thanks for being here. Make sure you follow us on all of our social, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Um, Check out our website where you can find our Patreon and merch pages. Um, Make sure that you rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. And then also send in your creepy, crazy stories to deathbeforebooze.com at gmail.com. I mean, and then we will read them at some point. Thank you so yeah. much. Have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. Stay spooky. Love you. Bye. <laughs>